are proud to present a glittering new season celebrating the barbaric ballet that we call Rugby League. You must feel pretty confident with that uh, additional bulk he's put on. Now watch the defence, it'll be fairly uh, violent I would imagine. Now the gladiators, Hoppawati with the left forearm. It was as nasty as we've seen for a long time. A little bit out of character, he's a very clean player. Manly slumped to eighth on the ladder. It's just rubbing salt into the worm. You can see the head crash there. Oh, very nasty. Slanging match. He's only five metres from the line. And he's hurt on the bird. He runs into a wall. Certainly got some forearm in it for some damage done to him with a boot or a knee. But my heavens, he's really bleeding. He's come out of it very much the worse for wear. Bleeding like a stuck pig out there. And the crowd's starting to go wild. Intercepted. Shows it. Goes outside. Dead steps again. Steps again. He gets it down. It is a try. Yes, it's a try. It's a sad, sad commentary on the mentality of some of the idiots that follow Australian sport. Now, please welcome your muscle-bound maestro, Stephen Ferris and... Chris Gale. As they... Good morning, Chris. It is a weird week when I was saying we're having a discussion post round 27. And when the announcer said that at Cogrove, I stopped and went, this is historic, isn't it? Round 27, we've never had one before, and here we are. All I can say, Stephen, is it's over. It's over. Thank God it's, it's over. It's over both of us, that's right. Uh, our special guest today, and I, I also should mention, apologies to, to the other half. We've had four men from the journalistic field over the last year. Yvonne Sampson, Bonnie, how are you doing? Great to have you here. Oh, thank you for the invitation. Happy Mad Monday, Happy everyone. Mad Monday. <laughs> Mad Monday with Bonnie. Far too fresh and sober for my liking. Let's let's get on to that. We'll fix that. We've got a plan, have we? No, I hope so. Well, there's always a plan. <laughs> I'm telling you. If you don't like fire up, you're a dead shit. I just want to go through the weekend if we could. Uh, I did sit back and watch the game. At the beginning, I was a little excited about the bananas coming up at uh, eight-minute mark where Tom Flegg was going to be celebrated with some sort of banana salute. No bananas were to be thrown, correct, Chris? Well, I have here, Stephen and Vonnie, the, 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 the missive. And you're a Broncos fan, of yes. course, <laughs> Vonnie, so that needs to be declared. Did you receive this message? I did, and I was very excited. <laughs> We also can't wait to celebrate tonight's skipper's Thomas Flegler's last regular home game as a Bronco. He's off to the Dolphins next year. While we have no problem with patrons, and this is in quotation marks, raising a banana in honour of the former Tully Tiger, uh, we would like to remind fans that throwing, in quotation marks, of the banana is not permitted within the stadium. Right. So, of course, as Joey Johns pointed out, that his nickname is the... Banana Farmer from Tully, which right. we pointed out as a Nick phrase rather than a nickname. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it was. I didn't capture it. It was obviously after his jersey number eight. Were the bananas raised on? The, the- bananas were raised. People were there uh, dressed as full bananas. Were they? Um, was there an Oz, Oz Harvest collection of bananas not used on the night? I'd hope so. Yeah, Recycled. Slightly blemished, slightly but blemished, still yes. good, still delicious. Sat upon bananas. Yes, yes. correct. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, Flegler's a really funny one. And, you know, the throwing of the 
bananas, thanks to our friends in the cricket and the AFL, has a racist connotation. So you don't want to be yes, throwing yes, the bananas. Yes. Raise a banana uh, in the great banana bending state, by yep. all means. But yes. um, I do remember when uh, Thomas Flegler made his debut and, and the great Andy Raymond, and he, he had this great game. And Andy said, oh, welcome to the NRL. You, you grew up on a banana farm in Tallygod. You must love them. And, and, and in a very Flegler way, deadpan just Dry. goes, no, I can't stand them. <laughs> I can imagine. I grew up with bananas. Why would I want another banana in my life? This big corn-fed country yeah. tully bloke. Is there a post-football <laughs> option for Thomas's B3? If they yeah, reboot the bananas in pyjamas. But he had to suck it up. Yeah. Yes. And deal with the eight-minute celebration. Yes, yes, that's right. I think it's, he has no choice now but to embrace yeah, the banana. Yes, yes. He is the banana man. Yeah, he's the banana man. And, and you're losing him and Herbie. <laughs> Good news, everybody. Uh, Farnworth, how do you feel about those absences now that Kevy's built this shining, potentially premiership-winning ship that I they're know. abandoning you? Uh, I mean, Flegler and Farnworth off to the Dolphins is a major signing for the, the Dolphins. F. I know. Yeah, F1 and F2. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, I love what the Broncos have been doing this year and, and to see how far they've come and, and to try and keep that core group together. And as we've heard the, the word out of Penrith all the years, this is the price you pay for success. You cannot afford to keep it's all of It's a spillover factor. Isn't it? How do you feel in Brisbane then or for as, as a business supporter with uh, Wayne after this particular year with the Dolphins coming in? Oh, my goodness. I mean, do you know, it didn't surprise me that the Dolphins came out and played like they did. That mm. was very on brand for Wayne Bennett to, yeah, to yeah. just bit of an ambush um, and just, you know, always have the final say. So yeah. um, I, I, I think the Dolphins, yes, they finished in the bottom four, but for all the gum nuts out there thinking that they were going to get the wooden spoon, that was never, ever, ever going to happen on Wayne Bennett's watch. And I thought the early football we saw from the Dolphins and we had so much goodwill, all that no frills, really tenacious, resilient yes, style, yes. It, it did evaporate a little after You realise the pain you're causing us. Last mm. West Tigers, second last St. George of the Lions. Some great, great and mighty teams and then there's, team from we don't know where not allowed to say not allowed to say <laughs> suddenly come in and waltz in above us you know it's like Melbourne back in 99 thank you yeah, very much we, right. we had well I guess there's a variation of bananas and pajamas Andrew Webster one not Andrew Webster two who could be coach of the year and he was in his new book uh, coming out very shortly the wolf you feed mm. yeah. about Wayne which he says is unauthorised but he then went on to we, say that we, Wayne's we, footprints and fingerprints are all over it yeah. Wayne's been on the blower every single day yeah. <laughs> and I think everyone closest to Wayne has all uh, provided yeah. uh, context full and background yeah. and everything. So, yes, it's an unofficial biography, but... Um, and no pictures. No pictures. No pictures. No pictures. What? It's all words. Yeah. Is this a rugby league book? 125,000 of them. <laughs> <laughs> now, that particular game, I must admit, um, everyone's making big noise about the numbers that, that it turned up to see two teams that weren't really the teams that were supposed to be there. They're the B teams, weren't they? Yes. They're all rested. How many were rested? 17 or something ridiculous? Yeah, massive. And I, I'm a, I mean, if you've earned the right to rest your players, then go ahead. Uh, and I mm. think you, you deserve to, to try and hit the finals as fresh as possible. Do so, you? Yeah, I do. I think, but not everyone had that luxury. No. A lot of people had to play the best available. Yeah, yeah. Like um, your, our team, Stephen, didn't have to rest players because we're not in the finals. But... um. 17 players is correct. 12 Storms, uh, 5 Broncos. I called it the Bellamy Lab Rats versus the Walters Crash Dwellers. Yes. Because yes. I'm over baby Broncos. That's been done. But apparently, 729,000 viewers, third most watched yeah. match. Which, are we saying we're already bored of Reese Walsh and Selwyn Cobbo? We need to see fresh players? No, I think it says we've got a big untapped market for the Sunshine Coast Falcon and the East Tigers in the Q ah. Cup. I think that's what wow. we're seeing. Okay, <laughs> now we're talking. Well, Tristan Saylor, <laughs> incredible. Yep. 
Tua Fa'alago looks did you see say, where he quicker did, than Reese Walsh. Did you see where he didn't run down the man and, and Wendell was up going, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's all on you and me. <laughs> Doesn't it frustrate you, Stephen, yeah. as we wallow down um, the cellar yep. uh, below the basket case category? Yep. They're just churning these players out in these franchises. Yep. How does yep. this happen, Bonnie? Because sometimes you don't play the side, you play the system. Uh. And... I think mm. the teams up the top, they have those entrenched systems yeah. that just continue to yeah. work. The Panthers have done it so beautifully. In recent memory, the Melbourne Storm did it forever. Yes, it yes. didn't matter what name was in that jersey. They had yeah. a ready-made yes. replacement that was not a liability. And if I could throw some water on that, uh, Viney, Adam Reynolds, the coach? Yes. Yes, from South <laughs> yeah. Sydney, a reject. Yes. Well, how's that fit in? <laughs> well, I know. He's, uh, oh, my God, uh, we were a little bit nervous, and I say we because we're a Broncos. So I'm sitting here in a, yes, a Broncos uh, sloppy joe. We, le- we leapt out of our chairs this morning. Did. Didn't we? we saw that. <laughs> I tell you, it's a period Crown piece. Street. That one. It's nineties to me. That it's, one. It's yeah. Do you know? It feels around the vintage of the uh, the checkerboard. Yeah, yeah. The Harlequin. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The Harlequin. Yes. The tablecloth. <laughs> I, I, wrote, I wrote down. Bellamy is the master of bioengineering, artificial intelligence, cyborgian science, machine learning, and Faustian packs. Oof. That's what we're up against. All of us. All of us. <laughs> I love Bellamy. He just he maintains the rage. Yes. It must be. What's, what's left of his inside cheek, though? Oh. He's always chewing that Olsen's. cheek. Is it? <laughs> Mate, you and, need a holiday. And I don't want to be critical of your employer, Bonnie, but, I mean, apparently Sticky Stewart was able to engineer a deal where you're not about to put the cameras in his face. You would have thought that Bellamy would have been all over that because he's just constantly being panned to in the box. And there was that time, do you remember sort of during COVID when it was, you cut to Bellamy during the games and it looked like he was in like, um, uh, like a, a, what do you call it? Um, with They put people in work release or prisoner release, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, he's just in some anonymous hotel room. I would have thought he would have been able to well, engineer Well, they've got to up their game. If they don't want to be on camera. Witness protection. Well, that's, that's what I'm right. looking for. Yes, that's yes, right. Well, yes. they've, got to be, they've got to be more like Wayne Bennett, who just literally either takes the cameras off the wall or puts a towel over the top. Literally. Literally yeah, yeah. puts a towel over the top and of the cameras. Wasn't there some scandal with, the, wasn't it a family connection with Ricky and Fox? Was there a middle person who brokered that relationship? Well, there's the, there's oh, the, the yes, there is. Yes, there is. Yeah. yes, yes, yes. We don't need to go into that. Do you know it's funny? But, <laughs> so the cameraman, we were, we were down at, um, at GIO Stadium for that game, and and Ricky is the pantomime that we all love of rugby yes. league. He he loves hard. He hates harder. Yeah, He's yeah. the light and shade of everything. Um, and so the, the theatrics on the sideline are just compelling. So he'd look right down the barrel and he, he said whatever he said, back off or whatever it was. Yes. Um, and then, back of course, off. And, then, <laughs> and then it all plays out on social media. Yeah. And God love him, the little cameraman piped up on Twitter and said, I'm the cameraman. I'm so glad we finally caught him. He does it to me every week. Ah, <laughs> and his name was Joe. Look, we've given Ricky such a hard time and I just want to change the order a bit. We want to give the kid a little bit of a break because... It looks tough for Canberra. They're up against Newcastle. They don't have much chance. But Ricky did a little bit of stand-up in what might be his last regular season press right? conference. Ellie was talking about you know the expectation on on you guys. Is it almost playing to your hands with all these guys out? Everyone's going to be writing you off, saying you're just making up the numbers. You got English accent. I have. Where are you from? Huddersfield. Next stop. He's from Bradford. It's a bit nicer than. How come I can understand you a lot better than this bloke? I probably went to a nicer school then. Uh, He didn't go to school. You're posh if you're from Huddersfield. I don't know if this bloke went to school, mate. But does it play? Do you feel it plays into your hands? Oh, mate, I don't know if it plays into our hands going up to Newcastle. Maybe. They're a mad, passionate rugby league town, which is lovely, you know. I mean, good on them. 
good on Adam O'Brien. He's he was getting sacked three months ago, wasn't he? Yeah. So he's turned around and shoved up all those people. Good on him. Ricky, you played them a few weeks ago and I was at home, but did you take anything out of that performance against Newcastle? Yeah, it was shocking. <laughs> Thank you. Is that... That's right, my, Ricky's short laughing, right? That, it sort of freaks me out a bit, you know? That, <laughs> having a chuckle. So he was having a crack at Elliot Whitehead who was sitting yeah, next lacking, to him. Lacking education, right? That's right. Yeah. He says, you know, this is how I bring my players together. I call them uneducated. And, but that is actually him relaxed, enjoying himself, but he just goes back to type at the end going, no, nah, we were shocking. No. Yeah. <laughs> You've <laughs> obviously spoken to him personally. Yes, I love him. I'd be too scared to go anywhere near him. The lack of, It's like a black hole there. He's, he's such an emotional character. Don't tell me he's a nice guy, right? He actually is a no, terrific guy. No, he <laughs> really is and and you know like he just i think he's when you see him in canberra so much sur- hinges off ricky he's the conduit to everything yeah. he's the conduit to the sponsors he's the conduit to all of the political ties he's the conduit to all the players he's you know he, he cracks down hard but he he, he cuddles hard you yes, know like he's yes. everything nothing operates yeah. at the Raiders without Ricky Stewart. And he's, he's yeah, he's a beautiful family man and um, uh, he's a scallywag. Well, and I, I remember. The violins out there. No, 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 no. I remember we did that University of Rugby League function with the Newtown Jets and, and I sort of said to you, Bonnie, we're disappointed because your show so showed that side of Ricky, yes. and you ended up loving the bloke. And you know, <laughs> I feel the same about the Walters boys. As a particularly as a Balmain fan, and all the Benny Elias, Steve Walters rivalry, and you know, Carrot, he was hard to like, but but like you, you, you grew up having an intense dislike of the Walters, and Kevin Walters seems like the nicest man in the world, the loveliest. Like, and all the Walters are so beautiful, and because Alfie grew up around the corner out at Ipswich and so all the Walters boys were rumbling and you know doing all that in the backyard Mm. and and playing footy and knee footy and all that and then Alfie had jumped the fence and then they'd all be in and you know Mrs Walters would make everyone's school lunches and off they go it's incredible it really was everyone says the problem with the media is divisive and it shows the nasty side of people the trouble with the modern media is you see that these people are actually decent and you can't hold a grudge against anybody can I just say the the four journalists that we had they were all male yes they were ready to go in with the boot a little bit, weren't they? Well, I think that's bit. true. I think yeah. they were looking for conflict, division. Yes, in fact, Webby was complaining about the Matildas uh, tilt in the World Cup is that for two <laughs> weeks everybody was elevated and he says there was none of the bickering about referees yeah, and opposition yeah. coaches and the hate, the bile. And yeah. I said, that's our show, Andrew. <laughs> well, that's all our content. Yeah. Tell us about the, uh, the well, we're done with Brisbane. I think so. Yeah. Anything else of note on that game? Are they going to win? And I ha- oh, I have, um, and I never not work, right? Like I, I love working, um, but I have penciled a What are request. your days off, by the way? Just before- yeah. <laughs> no, no, seriously. Um, oh, no, I've, I've tried to a keep my early, early in the week Week's free. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, then I try to just sort of fade into the and background here you are, talking league. through summer. So yeah. hopefully no one bothers me through summer. But um, And just reintroduce myself to the family. Go, hello, I live yeah. here too. How are you? <laughs> um, but for... I've, Hang I've on, this is your, your, your little boy... Henry, Henry and my, my who wears red and white. Correct? He does yeah. against his will. I've called children's services. We're not talking um, about swans here either, are we? No, no. we are. No, not the swannies. <laughs> no, um, it's uh, yeah, very much the St George Illawarra um, outfits. And we live on the back of Leichhardt Oval, so ah. it's a uh, it, it's conflicted. It's, it, you know what? It's a future of disappointment. That's what it is. Roll those two together. <laughs> Uh, but I have penciled for Fox uh, if the Broncos are in the grand final. I'm yeah. happy to do a couple of things out at grand final day, but I would love to just sit yeah. and watch oh, as yeah, a fan. Yeah. It's been a long, yeah, long yeah. time. I don't like rugby league, and I could never figure out what on earth is a squirrel grip. But I love Fire Up. 
Before we get off the Broncos, can I just say, uh, we've been calling Reese Walsh Barishnikov on your mm. or what, you know, Mick Jagger, whatever. He literally is a, is a once-in-a-lifetime talent, isn't he? Extraordinary skills. He's so much tougher than I think people give him credit for. Because be. he's, he's so dreamy, you know, yeah. And, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's very confident and he's very that generation. And, and he strikes a pose. Can find an angle. Yeah. Um, just, or probably doesn't even have any bad angles, to be fair. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but it, it is just, I think, as a player, is so brave. And it, it, we saw that through the... The Origin series, he looks so comfortable yeah. in the Maroon. Whilst wearing nail polish. Yeah. And do you know what? It's a bold new era out yes. there. It's very comfortable. Yes. Do you think he's a role model? Or oh, sorry, inspirational, you know, I should say. I think I think all the players are role models, whether they want to be or not, because mm. as soon as you see it, it's aspirational. You see someone do something extraordinary, mm. that's aspirational. Every little kid wants to be that guy, mm. or every little kid wants to be that, that NRLW player. So whether you think you are a role model or not, you definitely yeah. are to the, the ones at home. And are you as suspecting, like all of us, that will be a Penrith-Brisbane grand final? Is that possible in the in the lines that run down? Yeah, yeah, it's oh, possible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think yeah. that, I mean, they've been out. If we're being fed increment, the two best teams all year. Absolutely. Yeah. A long way. I always say with Reese Walsh, in terms of role models, there was the, shall I just call them the powder incidents? <laughs> and there was the Melbourne approach. Yes. We were too drunk to know <laughs> what it was. Was Reese Walsh goes, yes, I was asked to leave the venue and I might just tell you I've got something in my possession. And, he's, <laughs> and he went to the press conference the next day and, you know, stood up. And yeah. I think when you compare those two incidents and how they were advised and how they were handled, and, and Reese was at the Warriors at that time and they said, come out, own it. Mm-hmm. Um, accept the repercussions mm. and and you'll grow from it. It's, you know, your yep. young new career, no one's going to crucify you yep. for it forever. Yep. It won't define you, but this is a big learning curve for you. Yes. Melbourne were like, deny. Mm. It's that old rugby league thing, lie, deny, attack. Yeah. <laughs> and so I can't remember your honour. Yeah. I wasn't there. I don't know. Uh, That's yeah. not me. Yeah. Um, it's different ways. Am I hearing Cameron George's an effective leader of the Warriors. It I seems, love him. He seems to be fantastic, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, fantastic. He's And they're so proud. Like, up the Waz is everywhere, and, yeah. and they've done it so tough the last few years, and now they're at home. And I read somewhere that they just did a quick straw poll uh, of New Zealand fo- uh, uh, sport fans, and most of them would like to see the Warriors go deep into September than an All Blacks victory. That's wow. how much the needle has shifted. Yeah, how great yeah, is that? Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. We're winning, finally. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Muppets, this is Stewie McGill here. As much as I don't want you to, please listen to Fire Up. They told me that I was coming on with Chris Gale, the most attractive cricket player in the cosmos. Unfortunately, it was the other Chris Gale and Stevie F here. Uh, Very sorry about that, but I promise you, if you want to know anything about rugby league, at Fire Up Rugby League. Now Chris, what game did you say you went to on the weekend? So I went to the latest instalment in the Book of Feuds out mm. at uh, Acor Stadium, Stephen, the Sydney Roosters versus South Sydney Rabbitohs. Where is Russell? Well, <laughs> Russell was nowhere to be seen. And in fact, there was, a, just, there was a little bit of push and shove after Sam Walker went over late in the game. But the game had a distinct lack of edge and drama. Yeah. You know, it certainly wasn't the seven sin binnings we saw in the first round of the finals last year. And I felt, Stephen, and I hate to say this because you know I've got a deep affection for this fan base, but I felt that the South fans had given up. Given up. That the yeah. the internal conflicts, the fact that Sammy Burgess is out there drinking with yeah. some of the Rabbitohs yeah, on the yeah. weekend, but not all the Rabbitohs, yeah. uh, it, it in the end came out to uh, uh, a very very disappointing uh, result. Well, they, you know they love the camera loves to go to the celebrities that go to South games. You know, there's Snoop Dogg, there's Oprah Winfrey. Was Rodney Churchill anybody to be seen? <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> I'm just wondering. Rodney. 
<laughs> well, as Gordy says, he's not his father. What have you done, Rodney? What are you saying? <laughs> that was inflammatory, wasn't it? Yeah, I Highly. think so. And I, I, it was really unnecessary. Really? I don't think anyone was out there thinking, I wonder what Rodney Churchill yes. thinks of all this. Yes, it yes. was just, you know, like it was so unnecessary. <laughs> but maybe in the future we will. <laughs> well, well, now. Yeah, yeah. His apology, his apology, which was I unreservedly apologise, is inappropriate. However, you have to admit Latrell hasn't been playing well. Yeah. Um, and, of course, a lot of people suggested that I do it and encourage me, but, and I've taken but, the fall. It was the But at this, at also this time to play the race card in any fashion whatsoever. You oh. know, it's a really dangerous territory for him to venture into. I was with my good friend Duncan Fine out there, Stephen, a disappointed yeah. Rabbitoh supporter. And I have to say, the game lacked drama. I got a little focus, as you tend to do, on the game day music. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, for those who don't know, of course, I play music at uh, a lot of the games. There, there was a, an incident last week where we went to the Roosters game and it was just this particular type of hip-hop called Trap, non-stop, non-stop. It wore, it wore me down. Chris, did it wear you down? Well, I'm watching the Tigers getting flogged by the Roosters. So, so I was you were just, worn down anyway. I, I was in <laughs> some sort of, sort of unhappy uh, zone. semi-unconscious yeah. state the whole time. But this guy, Stephen, he yep. was in, in Yvonne, it was a, a steady side of rock and roll, died of rock and roll. We got about half a dozen ACD songs, but literal stuff. So when there was uh, an alleged high head contact, Basement Jacks, where's your head at? Um, when they're looking at a captain's challenge, Marvin Gaye. Which I'm told not to play music over. Right. Yeah. Oh. When the bunker's anywhere near talking. Oh, because we need to hear what, what yes, the yes. deliberation so is. I get told to shut up. Yes. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we got what's going on from Marvin Gaye. Yeah, very uh, good. Very when good. the rabbits went in, this is how we do it, which yeah. I think is Backstreet Boys. There's a bit of variety there, isn't there? It was clever yeah. and a bit of variety. I don't know who it is, but, but we, we doff our hat, so to speak. But rather quixotically at the end, mm. after the rabbits have been bounced, it was Green Day, Wake Me Up When September Ends. Oh, you know what? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. pretty good. Flat, that's it? pretty good. <laughs> what about yourself? Well, where do I start? Um, I, I, David Byrne once said, "You know, you may ask yourself, how did I get here? <laughs> there I was sitting at Cogra, which doesn't anymore really feel like home ground. Uh, the whole shift with the Wollongong Axis sort of taking ownership of basically where the players live, the training, the centre of excellence that's being built." Uh, and even that doesn't feel like real home. I, I just think the Dragons have been lost for many, many years now, and I would blame Bennett like we all do for every team that fails after he leaves. Yes. The Hello, Jason the- Demetria. Yeah. <laughs> and Mark Asnia. And, and, and Trent Barrett. Surely they're all to blame. Surely. I blame Johnny Rafer, Graham Langlands. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Can I? <laughs> I blame a father. Reg gave me a footy. You know? <laughs> but, but if I could just isolate the fan sector completely separately from the team, the administration, the players, the win-loss ratio, all that sort of stuff it was a very it was so beyond sad it was so beyond sort of pain and anger that irony started coming into play so people were calling out ironic comments about losing and how we're going to lose at the game so there was no sort of camaraderie then you go and get your, your food and you end up with this this, this chicken pit bit that tastes like it's about four weeks old after we had questionnaires from the, com- the company saying what's the worst thing about game day experience well the food yeah. and the queues yeah. to the toilets or whatever and it was just depressing Flat out depressing. When, sorry, why don't you go? It just, I mean, it looked depressing. Yeah. We, we, we did that game and it was just we're, so dire. We sit next to the journalist section, none there. Oh. There was nobody sitting there. You know, they didn't least, even bother. You know what? Bother. No questions, Your Honour. We've seen enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't. Round 27, We it has gone from, way too yeah. long. From your network, do you tend to, during games, get uh, texts from people about the game itself or are you like me where people text me about what's wrong with everything else. So one of my friends, David Judd, said, fire up but not the Bay Maria yet again. No pies or sausage rolls in the season ticket holder grandstand at Jubilee at kickoff. This club could not organise a piss up in a brewery. Yeah. I mean, what's going on down there, Steve? Yeah. And um, dare I say, you know, 
rubbing our faces. There's the West Tigers, of course, got Foundation Club plus others, and St George has been around. And of course, let's not make light of the fact that I'm going to say 11 years in a row again because people go, "Wow, three? Can they get three? <laughs> Try 11. Just just imagine it. You know, <laughs> no wonder they want to scuttle us all, all over. But what I'm saying is, coming from that point to this point, mm. where the great mergers were supposed to build great teams, and it's been to me disrespectful. The whole thing, the whole thing, just reeks of disrespect. And I don't know who to blame. That's it, the problem. I hear that a lot, mm. and I hear that you know the, they're not being represented. They're not being true to that the, the, those legacy yeah. pieces and those two legacy clubs coming together and, and what we've got is a bastardised well, version we're, of it we're a joke the butt of jokes yeah and it's under, and the, 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 the Red V as a brand mm. and, and as something that stands it's magnificent and it, it has so much history and it has so much cachet in rugby league and, and it's such a shame that yeah you don't want to be the butt of the jokes but for but for you, your game day experience and for it to all be so negative and to you not feel connected to that club, that's the problem. And yes. I, I know there's a bit, because we did a, a cross to the ground. Uh, we spoke to Adam O'Brien before that game and um, and I, I looked at the clock. There was no one behind him. It was about half an hour before kickoff. And I thought, where is everyone? Are they not going to go to the game? I know it's a big walk-up crowd because they all yes. get a fill-up at the Leagues Club yes. and then all traips across. So I don't know. For the Well, the Taj Mahal's even said No one goes it? there either. Is yeah. it? That's not <laughs> yeah. even... We're waiting for that knockdown, you it's know. It's fate of glory. Oh. You have to filter all this discussion, though, Vonnie, through the... Uh, the fact that Stephen is an angry old white man yelling at, <laughs> yelling at clouds. There is a bit of that it's element about, going on. And, and what about your poor child? You don't want him to be the butter jokes when he goes to school, do you? Wearing the red and white? Oh, no. But, you know, like I think he'll – I think kids just make their own decision along the way. He'll probably be – Oh, you think he's going to change? Oh, he'll change for sure. For I, sure. Mum and Dad, I'm an AFL fan. How does that go down in your household? Oh, totally fine. I don't know anything about it, but please, enlighten me. <laughs> enlighten me. What's going on here? Yeah. Uh, I did, I did say there was, there was one, and, and this is me clutching at straws, one touching moment where Ben Cummins retired, right, last mm. game ever. I've never seen a referee hugged before. He was hugged by six ladies. Oh. And that was a moment. That was the only moment I could take away that yeah, was joyful. <laughs> I know. And thank you for all your years <laughs> yeah. of service, Ben Cummins. And uh, we had Casey Badger and Bell Sharp as well uh, yes. officiating over the weekend. That's so, right. First time. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So Linda Sharp had done under the two referee system first grade, but it's first time yeah. under the solo yeah, system yeah. that they debuted in two separate games. There was something quixotic. Like Ben Cummins, there was a little tinge of sadness where he said, the reason I'm stepping down is that I'm not getting any of the big games. Oh. Um, so he was your game, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And, <laughs> that and, was his final game. Thank uh, you very much, and, that'll, NRL. That'll do me. And, yeah, that'll do me. <laughs> and there is that sort of, you know, the ghost of 2019. But look, we all make mistakes. I'd made one back in 1973. But, <laughs> and no one remembers there, it. There was something very quixotic about the fact that Ben Cummins stood down or retired the same weekend as James Tamo is now finished from the North. Queensland Cowboys, a story career. Yeah. They'll be ever bonded by the fact that James Tamo, and I've met him, lovely man, yeah. but he did describe Cummins as Michael Lucking incompetent. Um, <laughs> he got put well, in the vinegar when we had 70 put there, on his by the wrist. Did you have to go I mean, there they, they just, on these, his retirement weekend? These are the things where you get together and they'll get together in 15 years' time, they'll have a laugh yeah, and a beer. Yeah. And I just love the fact that Tamo now plans to spend more free time with his sons. You'd see this a lot in the media, Bonnie, that Players retire to spend more time with their family than they beg you for a job, right? Yes, we yeah. do see that. And, you know, it's you can almost uh, identify the shift when they're starting to think about retirement and then they they are nice to you all yeah. of a sudden ah, after 10 years, yeah, yeah. 10 years.
years of calling you a vulture, then yeah. all of a sudden the it's like... The media are the enemy. Oh, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a press conference. Did you guys want to come? Yeah. You know, it's that sort of... And you're like, hang on, you've you've hated us for yeah. a decade. What's going on? Oh, yeah, you want a job. And we love uh, a good name in rugby league. Our favourite name this year from the NRLW is Mona Lisa Soliola. That's just absolutely <laughs> terrific name. But the Tamo boys are Brooklyn, Barclay, Bronx and Bear. They're the right. B team. I love that. Have wow. you seen Mrs. Tamo? No. She does professional bodybuilding. Oh, oh right. She is sense she might be the athlete of the family yeah, right. just yeah, quietly. Yeah. Yeah, She's yeah. Uh, very, very fit and um, incredible. And, and and maybe this will be her time and, and uh, James will be the sideline support with the boys. Talking of fit, one thing I didn't see twice was Dominic Young's tries because it happened oh in the corner God. when everybody jumped up and I went, what happened? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Had to go back to the replay later to see that extraordinary effort. Well, as Vossi said, it was just legs and dreadlocks Leg. everywhere. <laughs> just around 360. Um, upside down, back to front. Unbelievable. Gravity defying. Yep. Have you heard, by the way, Stephen? He's going to the Sydney Roosters. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> of course he's going to the Roosters. <laughs> but Dominic's got great hair, the braid's going. But oh, uh, pe- perhaps as we wrap on this particular break, we should reflect on that first game uh, won by the Melbourne Storms against the yeah. uh, the Brisbane Broncos, yeah. that it was the return to full-time service of Ryan Pappenhausen, the, Pap- the fullback. Mullet man, as they called him on TV. Yeah, and... and w- People have said what a tremendous comeback from the shattered kneecap. And, of course, again, the Philadelphia expert himself, Billy Knowles, has been involved. And we revealed exclusively last week on the show that the knee was ready to go in June, but he had to get the hair done. Yes. You know, yeah. And Knowles only released the hair <laughs> uh, in the last two weeks. The hair is spe- it's become part of the brand. Yeah, yeah. So you can't have one without the other. No. There is no Pappenhausen without the mullet. And it was on full display the other night for that trial. Uh, magnificent, yeah, yeah. flowing, it's yeah. fullness. Uh, it's, it has a lightness to it. And yes. um, as someone who's getting older and I've got to put a little bit of colour in the hair, and yes. the hairdressers use this term, uh, the colour looks lived in. Lived in. Lived in. Yeah, and yeah. so if you look at Ryan's highlights they look lived in so he came back to the stage fully lived in fully lived fully in lived ready in. to go I am old and I'll take that on board in terms of because I've got to put a lot of colour in my hair <laughs> but our, our little minstrel Dennis Carnahan who's got Rugby League the musical coming up at the Bridge Hotel Roselle mm-hmm. September 26 through 30 and lead up to Grand Final Week best show on earth he's, he's touched up in fact his little ode to the hair of Ryan Pappenhausen
Dennis Carter, there's a touch of madness about that block, isn't there? <laughs> when you hear that, you go, my God, where is that coming from? If, if the NRL said, if Melbourne get into the grand final, we will use that song, I would back that. Oh, 100% I'd back that. Just to hear that. Has to be. Yeah. Has that to be. and Tina Turner tribute. Yes. Bang on. It's, a, is it a rugby league Christmas? Celebration yes. of Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I couldn't tell you what the Storms theme song is. Our guest today, Yvonne Sampson. Vonny, uh, you have been at Fox now how long? This was our seventh season. Seventh can you season. believe? Okay. It's um, you've it's been extended. Incredible. I extended. Yes, I wasn't <laughs> sure if uh, if my service was going to be required, oh, but right. they're, they're going to yeah. keep me around they for a little you. longer. Yeah. Hooray! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I read recently that the the harness race in New South Wales, you're on the board now. Yes. Um. So this sort of came out of the blue. I, I'm obviously a horse lover. Yes. Um. Grew up riding a horses. Bronco and, on your shirt. And a bronco on my <laughs> shirt. Um. My grandfather was a racehorse trainer, so we've right. always had horses. Yeah. Um. And I and always gallopers. You're a whisper. So yeah. I don't know about that, but um, and I was on the the Young Riders Australian Dressage team, so you know, wow. I was always going to be a horse rider until I realised I didn't have enough talent or money, so um, I ended up mm. having to go to uni and became a uh, sports journalist. But um, and then New South Wales uh, harness racing approached me and they said, "Look, we're trying to get away from the." you know, the crims on rims and the cheats on sheets and, and yes. seats and all that sort of stuff. And and so they said that this is a new era for harness racing and uh, and we'd love someone from outside the sport to come in. And so it's been an incredible experience. Okay. I love the harness racing. It's very family orientated, yeah. lots of female drivers. Um, you know, it's, it's, the kids are really great. You know, the horses are really placid and lovely. So there's no controversies, which is a good thing. Oh, I think there's still controversies, right. but yes. You'll but, sort that out. But, well, no, I don't, not me, no. <laughs> the, the name that has burned in my memory is Hondo Grattan. Yes, One of the of great places. And is it Ambassador? Pale Face Adios. Pale Face Adios. And do we have <laughs> Ambassador like Russell Chris. as part of it now? Is, what's Benji doing? What's, what's, oh, yeah, he, he was part of the uh, Tab Eureka um, mm-hmm. and, and um, Josh Adokar because Let's Trot, baby. Yeah. Um, he's got the, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. And everyone gets an expert in many sports come Olympics time. So, of course, I know all about dressage. When you... You doff the is that scored? How you actually doff the uh, you, your salute? Yes, yes, absolutely. Your entrance down centre line, your halt, the four legs must be square. The salute because you've got four reins in your hands as well, so you've got to wow. take the all four reins into one hand. Salute. Um, the women don't have to take their hat off, but right. the men usually right. do, and then regather the reins and off you go down centre mm. line, and your test begins. And how long is the test? Oh, it depends because I think when you start at preliminary, you know, probably like a minute and a half, and then once you get up to Grand Prix, it goes. You know, you've got you go through the whole range of um, gates and movements and suspension and PR and passage and da 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 da. Wow. So it goes for minutes and minutes, and then you can put music to it. So wow, yeah, I know. Now we're cooking. Now <laughs> we've seen a little bit less of you on Fox League, is it fair to say, in recent times? So you've been doing Super Saturday. Super Saturday. I do Fridays. Super Saturdays. Saturdays face um, to face. Yeah, a couple of face to faces, which I've really loved. Did you do Arco? 
I did Arco. That was fantastic. Oh my god! I and you know he's such a gentleman, and and what a, a a living rugby league legend that we have still with us. And when you go through those heady days that he experienced, I mean, he grew up in Glebe, and mm. and you know moved across to the northern beach. I think he came from very poor beginnings, yeah. and so for when the silver tails all started up, and he said, "I was proud to be yeah. silver tail. I'd worked so hard to well, he, to not." Obviously, be. one of the foundation clubs, Glebe, and well well long gone. So I guess you, right. you feel free to move on. Yes, yeah. that's right. <laughs> Bobby McCarthy. Bobby McCarthy, what a legend. I absolutely adore him. He's, um, he had some great stories about when the Broncos in 88, they, uh, I think it was Porgy, Porky Morgan, and, and they said, oh, well, you got the job? you'd love to be uh, <laughs> welcome aboard as the inaugural Brisbane Broncos coach. Yeah. And he called his accountant, um, who then said, oh, I've just had a phone call from Wayne Bennett, who said he's the Ooh. coach of the Brisbane the, the Broncos. Wayne Bennett. And Rebecca Frizzell, I thought, was a very interesting oh, uh, yeah. discussion. Yeah, yeah look. Beck's, Beck's um, her dedication to the Titans, um, their family's dedication, and, and along with the Kellys as well, um, it's taken the club and they just want to mean something. That's what I got out of that discussion. They, the Titans want to matter. Yeah. And I, under Des Hasler, that's yeah. certainly going to happen. I'm on a campaign to go to every first grade ground. I've only got three left, but I went yes. to Seabus Super Stadium for it's the beautiful. first time this year for a Dolphins game, which went to extra time. I actually sat on the plane with Joey Atkins and I said, have the courage to call the penalty an extra time, Joey, <laughs> which he did. But I felt with the Titans, it felt a bit more like a NBL game, a bit basketball, a little yes. bit more distractions. And she articulated the problem we have in the Gold Coast because people tend to migrate there is where people's second team and we have to build a first team culture. So she seems to be getting it, I think. Yeah, and I think their investment... So I, I work with a lot of the clubs um, and a lot of the clubs do the community and charity stuff very differently. The Titans are so entrenched and they they prioritise it. So um, the, the their connections to that grassroots area, it's such a, a, a rich nursery that they have of young players coming through because they uh, bleed down past the border into that northern New South mm. Wales area as well. So they have a really big catchment for rugby league talent um and, and you're it, saying it's a bit, a bit transient well i think people who move to the gold coast lots of victorians i think yeah, end up and, and well you see Kiwis. the weather down there yeah, yeah. absolutely and you know it's and, good for the bones and it was always i mean the gold coast it doesn't matter what incarnation whether it was the giants or seagulls or whatever it was a bit of a party you yeah. know pack your good jeans we're going off to surfers yeah we're going to surfers after all we'll and the casino Melbourne's and we'll get the casino jupiter, jupiter yeah but it, um i think now the titans they want People, young players growing up in there, they want to be a Gold Coast Titan. Yeah. And that really, that shift needs yeah. to happen and they need to be aspirational. And I think they, they want success. They haven't had it. They haven't really even been close. So, And the, probably the second best kept secret with Des Hasler. Oh, what about that? Where did How did that, that not leak? Did you know it? No, no. idea. Okay. Um, and I was, because I, I worked Super Saturdays with Mal Meninga, who was a consultant for the uh, yes. Gold Coast Titans. He had no idea. They had done this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was all very close. <laughs> Sounds like the Tigers and Scott Fulton. Um, <laughs> and look, what, just one other question about your media commitments. Now, look, you know, this is just personal opinion, but, you know, Braith, he's no Avon Sampson. But, oh, no, uh, I love VA. <laughs> are, are we looking after him? Because I feel he's been torn in so many directions. Like, he's a player or an ex-player. He's also a member of the media, so he was obviously conflicted when he saw Wayne Agrappa, which camp 
I'm a player agent. Now he's blooming with Tucker Coleman. He's dissecting Latrell on one hand, but he's looking for support on Lachlan Ellis on the other. Is he he's okay? He's a very big existential issue. It, it really yeah, is. Yeah. And he's, he's tearing got, him apart. He's got to balance the Stella shoot where well, he looks so gorgeous. That's right. I mean, they pitched him <laughs> as The Bachelor. That's right. yeah. That would have rated its head off. Wouldn't it? Oh, I mean, wow. his life is The Bachelor. He doesn't need a show. He does not need a show. Let, BA's doing I, just I, fine. I would have given so much money at about the four-week mark in the series to go, I never thought I'd find myself in love with 12 women at yeah, the same time. absolutely. <laughs> but I think BA's done such a beautiful job. And he, and do you know what? He, he is he is all things to all people. So he, he can sit there and say, well, when I played for New South Wales, this is what it was like. When I was at the Roosters, I can tell you Nick Politis did this. And, you know, when I was at the West Tigers, they were a basket case. And so, you know, now he can say, well, as a player manager, I can tell you that this is happening. So mm. he, he can wear a lot of hats. And then because he's so beautifully Greek, he gets really emotional. Yeah. And he goes, I don't even know what you're talking about. And the hands start going, I can't even talk to you. And he does, when it's funny, he does laugh at the absurdity yes. of it, which I think is very important. He's got a That's great That's interesting because you're painting a picture of you know, the wise old man emerging. You know, a man for all seasons, a man of many hats. Uh, and the Greeks, of course, invented everything. They did. Everything. Yes, they did. <laughs> so, uh, we love into his own, yeah. We love PA. Okay. Uh, now, we've often debated these issues. Of course, there's the yin and the yang of everything in rugby league. And the wellness industry seemed to take off across the world, as it did in rugby league, and Freddie Fittler's methods to get the, you know, the state of origin players up with, uh, you know, earthing yeah, and meditation, all that sort of stuff, and centering your body. And, no mobile phones. And no hatred. You no know. deodorant. No. Canary Bankstown, though. <laughs> Have been in the news for the opposite. It's either the carrot or the stick, and they're the stick. Ooh, wasn't it an almighty stick? Yes, yes. Shark bait. Shark bait. Now, now, what is that, Chris? So, you know, it's a sensitive topic because there's a Canterbury player who's uh, at least on leave from the club for mental health reasons. But there was concern that he'd arrive late for training, and there's some concern that he didn't need strapping. So, in fact, he thought he was 20 minutes early. But the the rub of it, he was. Put into a disciplinary environment, Stephen, where there's a routine called shark bait, which you wrestle, and they always point out the healthy players. <laughs> you know, Canterbury, they're not, they're not evil. They're not going to put the injured players into the circle. And they're all on their knees, and the, uh, the person who's been disciplined has to wrestle each of the healthy players for some 30 yeah. seconds as some form of punishment. Is this sort of part of the tradition of Tommy Rodonicus? Well, you Harden know, up. The, the, the beautiful Lickham Oval face slapping, mm. that's right. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's, and certainly... You've got uh, proponents, and again, we're split as we are in the world these days. We're just polarizing yeah, everything. Yeah. There's the for the, this form of discipline, and there are those that are against. Willie Mason is for, yeah, right. By the way, and he sort James of James Graham for James. Oh, <laughs> and but what you'll hear is uh, the coaching staff, uh, as described by Willie, go by the names of Ciro, Zap, Ogre, yeah. Bobcat, Chatty. Yeah. I mean, I'm scared already. That, that, <laughs> that, that sounds pretty fearsome yeah, yeah. to me. <laughs> And and you of course handle wrestling, yes wrestling. But that's theatre, isn't it? Professional wrestling is scripted entertainment. It's scripted scripted. Done in a high risk environment. Right. We had I sounds mean, like something Valandis would say. I, 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 <laughs> I always slip in the fact that I'm involved with a professional wrestling promotion now. Oh. He does always slip it in. He does. See, I I grew up loving Stone Cold Steve Austin. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> and Austin three sixteen. That's Stone yeah, Cold yeah, Steve. Yeah. As Austin, yes. Austin, Austin three sixteen said, "I just whip your ass." Yes, exactly. Yeah. So we actually and had the our rock. There is no bigger <laughs> superstar yeah, 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 in the world. <laughs> Uh, we actually had our Emo Mania night on Saturday where we did emo a, Mania. a crossover with an emo brand. There's bringing something back. There are a bunch of kids who love My Chemical Romance, Fallout oh, Boy. Purple hair. Yeah, Bullet for uh, Valentine. Does Bring they have me a big the side fringe at the Gre- front? Green Day. Yes. And they get together every month at the Burdekin. Uh-huh. And so and some of our wrestlers are fans. So we did a big crossover event out at Liberty Hall where we had emo-themed wrestling matches. 
and uh, emo DJs. So, you know, the wrestling has many forms, Stephen, but the, the shark bait is a tough form yeah. out at Belmore. Yeah, uh, but Cameron Sorrell, though, of course, it's got to pay off at some point. I guess that's what he's hoping, being hard, being tough. Uh, it's it's no fun out there. The rumours are that the, the barbed wire's gone up around the whole Belmore Oval, right? There are searchlights, you know, a la Starlight 17. Dogs <laughs> yeah, we, patrolling, Starlight right? 13. In fact, they've Not actually... Alsatians. They've, Gus has redesigned Belmore... <laughs> Based off images he took off Hogan's Heroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> and he says, that is the aesthetic that yeah. we need yeah. because we need to change the yeah. culture. And I think they no, have. No, they were German. I think it all started with Stalin, didn't it? And the gulag. Well. <laughs> Many gulags across Siberia. You know. <laughs> you done, you done, you, you come late, you go off to the gulag, right? I, I, I had a sheltered childhood, let's yeah. put it this way. And in my youth, I actually read Solzhenitsyn's Gulag Archipelago. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not a quick read, but it's... <laughs> no, it's, no, no. It's enlightening. And, and you know, those forces of sort of control, I suppose, that the Russians are so famous for, is now infiltrating down at Belmore. And it's a scary place to be. I, dividends, I don't know. Carrot, stick, we wait and see. It's funny that you mentioned the barbed wire and the Alsatians, because I think that's exactly... That was off Des Hasler's wish list when he was there. And I, when the Bulldogs played the grand final, and, and he was so paranoid, because only the paranoid survive in rugby league, and he would uh, even put up the the tarps at the backs yeah. of the train, yeah, so yeah, any, any cameraman couldn't get on a train and like get two ah, seconds as they were whizzing past. That's so dizzy. And also, we I was working at the Channel Nine newsroom at the time back in these days, and uh, we got a phone call through to the newsroom saying, um, "We believe that the airspace over Belmore has been closed." <laughs> Were leading up to the grand really? final, just so Channel Nine couldn't, when they could afford to put the helicopter. How would up. they do that? I don't know. <laughs> Des Hasler can do anything. Technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you remember, he must love drones because it previously had the cherry picker, right? Yes. And under Des's model, supposedly it was so he could get an aerial view of what was going on in the training paddock, but he had snipers up there. Like any, anyone. Is that what Canada doing now? <laughs> That's exactly what they're doing now. And the big searchlights yeah. just panning. They're starting the with dummy, dummy bullets and then they move on to the real thing. So they're not the only ones. Attempting to to harden up Chris, are they? Well, there's been a bit of research done on this about the various punishments in clubs. And maybe if I can just walk through you guys what some of the punishments are. If we go back in uh, history, Vonnie, your Broncos with Wayne had the sand pit. Yes. As did Graham Murray's Cowboys. So you have to go tackle in sand. Does that make it harder? It's harder. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's more... Soft sand. Yeah. 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 Soft sand. Uh, the nights of punishment, you get a 5 a.m. wake-up call and you have to go for an ice-cold plunge in a merry like weather pleasure, baths. pleasure to meet yeah, Chris. Yeah, there you go. Mm. Um, in fact, maybe I might look at uh, what some of the modern punishments are in those things. So at the Cowboys... Now, instead of a sandpit, you have to put on some headphones as a punishment and listen to JT's laugh on repeat. <laughs> um, uh, for, for the Broncos, your punishment now is you have to be Alfie Langer's minder. Right. Today. Yeah. Full-time job. Which is still... Full-time job. Full-time. <laughs> the Knights, if you're punished now, the Knights, you've got to play with the Knights with Kalen Ponger at 5 8 Okay. Which, you know, clearly didn't work. Yeah, yeah. With Silverchair nonstop. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and is he now coach of the year, Adam O'Brien? He's in the conversation. Absolutely. Uh, we've got uh, if you uh, the roosters, it's a stern talking to from Robert, right. and you have to have full cream milk in your latte, yeah. <laughs> which is a huge punishment for roosters players. And your goal past the iceberg yeah. is taken off you. Tigers and dragons, their punishment's pretty obvious. It's an automatic contract <laughs> extension. <laughs> oh come on, because surely Flano's going to bring in some hard measures. Surely. <laughs> well, oh, you'd think mm. uh, for the dogs beyond shark bait, you've got to be Gus Gould's PA for a week, <laughs> which would be really really yeah. tough. Now, we're really getting in the meat of it here. The Panthers have the dice of death. You've got to roll the dice and see what happens. One is you've got to eat hot chilies. 
Another one is you've got to strip off and show uh, post a picture of you shirtless on Instagram, which sounds like Penrith's go. That's been done, hasn't it? Yeah, except that you have to stand next to Scott Sorensen, right. who's got you know one of the great rigs. <laughs> so right, right, back. right. So it's a shaming. Yeah, and also another punishment, you've got to listen to Boys to Men's Greatest Hits. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the Storms, of course, have a chocolate wheel. So you spin the wheel. Of pain. Yes, and yes. the punishment comes up. Right. Uh, a tough rowing session. Yes. Tough boxing session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shave the head. Yeah. Bleach the hair. Or go public and say, we well, really did one of those. <laughs> oh, God. Or, or make the Gatorade. But to be honest, the Melbourne Storms, it is almost going back to the future with what's going on at Canterbury. Yeah. Because if you're in trouble at the Melbourne Storms, you get subjected to the full panoply yeah. of Melbourne wrestling techniques. Yes, yes. In the dojo. Can you imagine yeah, that? Right. The chicken wig, the rubbish on the face, all the... <laughs> <laughs> the Prowler. Yeah. And, and this is just with Big Nelson. The Scorpion. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Christ almighty. Uh, we were talking about, can I bring up Mount Grubnor before? You've got to run, I think, Vossi. Yes, Funny. yes. Sorry. Vossi. Oh, oh I'll definitely take, take Vossi. Okay, right. Yes, absolutely. Um, what, was your, what, what am I against? Stone Cold? <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin. 316. I know you got to run. We're, we're talking about, there was discussions about a Mount Grubmore where all the greatest grubs of rugby league, and we, we can only usually do four in honour of the American mm. uh, carved out yes. of probably where the three sisters are, I think, is going to yes. happen. Who would you nominate to be Could one of the... Could we do this on Castle Hill in Townsville? Castle. Sure. Oh, yeah, beautiful. Yes. The one they had to run up when, yes. they, had, when they had a good season. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Goat, the goat track. Wasn't that you. Ming the Merciless's big mistake? Was it work last year? So he said, well, I can't repeat it. Yep. And look what happened to and the Cowboys. And now look what's happened. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, th- I'm hoping it's because Dean Young's got his head somewhere else. That's why they're falling apart. Oh, okay. And Dean Young's going to bring, yes, yeah, 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 bring the magic. Yes. Yeah. The, the, the greatest grubs of all time, I suppose. I mean, we're, we're not obviously Cameron Smith's an easy nomination. Um, do you know, Nick Ennis, maybe. Michael Ennis is always up in the, the grub conversation. I'm sorry yeah. to break it to you all. He's such a nice guy. Yeah, of course <laughs> he is. <laughs> really is. That's um, the exclusive we weren't looking for. But, but, but proper um, proper grubbery. God, we've had some dastardly deeds done over the years, Jared. haven't we? Oh, of course. Well, of course. let's start with the ones who are serving time. Yeah. That's, a nice, that's a nice place to begin. Is Victor Addy serving time? He we, should be. We, one of our listeners, Stuart Marler, uh, posted in relation to this issue that Jared is so old, he was playing when the Tigers last made the finals. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> what a condemnation and, and of my time that is. It's I, true. It's true, right? I actually feel so bad for Jared Weir Hargreaves because that, that, he's now in rugby league jail. And <laughs> and the the seven games, so, so he'll miss... Uh, the oh, sorry, that's my mum calling. Yeah. Um, he'll miss the internationals at the end of the year, so potentially his Kiwi career yeah. is over, and he's going to miss Vegas. Right. Yeah. I know. So you're saying Crimea River, are you? So, oh, yeah. I mean, I would have loved to see. Yes, he needs to be there. JWH yeah, yeah, cutting yeah. a sway yeah, through yeah. Hakkasan or something. You want some big ugliness, don't you? Of course. You're the what the hell are they doing with no what pads, is that? no helmets? Yeah, you know, what blah. is that? Yes. Got blood. We're, we're saying they should reenact. Who was the uh, the staple incident, in state of origin? Michael oh, De Vere. Michael De Vere. De Vere. They should they should reenact that episode yes, at halftime. And and, and uh, to take a leaf out of our wrestling book, have a little capsule of blood, crack it on oh, the yeah, bed, yeah. well, cut it in the mouth. Well, old school is the blading. You just take oh, a yeah, secreto yeah. razor blade nick. and just nick the. Uh, Brett Oaten, former host of this show, is uh, always uh, evangelising about the fact that Cameron Murray's a grub. Oh. <laughs> that he's that he's fooling us all. Uh, there's been votes, for, of course, for the big Tino for Asua Malawi and uh, Emma Domini for who's a. a dedicated listener to this show suggests that the Mount Grubmore could the administration of the the facade up there at uh, Castle uh, Mount Castle in Townsville could be administered by Pasco Pantelis. Right. 
Pasco Pentelis. Yeah. What about oh, look, Big Nelson? I hate Big Nelson. You just don't like he's him. Just too big because he's. Steven Siri is he shouldn't be allowed to play. Because of the size. Yes. Oh, she's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, you know, the specs on Featherweight and middleweight and bantamweight, you know. Yes. There's, surely there's a point where you're just too big. Because surely Sam Walker and Nelson are not the same. They're not. They're not. Luke Geary, <laughs> come on, they're not, you know. <laughs> yes. Little guys. I get Give the little it. guys a go. Right? I get it. I get it. I may be stone cold, but I'm not going <laughs> to take on Big Nelson. <laughs> and I mean. We're hoping in future years. We've only got two biters in the NRLW so far. We need more. We- oh, speaking of grubs, Anthony Watts. There you go. Oh, oh well, there you yeah. go. You've yeah. mentioned a biter. Talk, That's talk, he he triggered a core it, yeah. trauma. It's not just biting. It's <laughs> what you bite. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so elevate. There's, there's another manly player from the past who used to wreak havoc, and I cannot remember his name. Anybody? Anybody? Anthony Watmo? What? No, of course, of course. Just like that. <laughs> just like that. I knew it was Now, before we let you go, um, it's just been announced and the video clip's been released this morning. You're the voice, John Farnham, being used for the Yes referendum side. Um, as a DJ, I'm just wondering whether, do you think that politicises playing the song? Do you think I'm, it's now, don't play it because it's sort of taking a stance? Oh, my goodness, the voice. Complications, and, right? And have they thought about this? Because it's your the voice. Try and understand it. Mm. Have they thought no. about this? Uh, have they thought no. about this? A, re, a remix, no, you reckon? <laughs> but, but it might be, because we've got a campaign on this show to end four songs, never to be played at a sporting event Ooh, ever yeah. again. Yes. Beyond the voice, we've got uh, horses. Yes. Uh, Sweet Caroline Oof. and of course <laughs> Seven Nation Army Seven Nation Army it's on everything everywhere across right. the world yes. and wouldn't it be sort of beautiful in a sense that by this political stance you are no longer able to play that song and we've part achieved our goal well I might stand strong and firm Chris and play it regardless well you know you'd be a brave man Stephen you might be on the front pages because you know, the no campaign will be all over you like a cheap suit <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for coming. Thank you so much for the invitation. Let's you've... not leave it so long next time. No, let's not leave it so long. Thank you very Sh- much. Shall we go out on a song in tribute to all the punishments in the Melbourne storms in particular? Yep, absolutely. Thank you so much, Ronnie. Thank you, boys. Okay, fire up. again next week when we invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snorting round of rugby league shenanigans, slander and smut 
right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab. Fire!